This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Baptisms. Oh, just... I think I've shared a number of times, uh, you know, some of the, the, the times that I've been involved in baptisms. And, and the beautiful thing about uh, a baptism is that this is, is one of those, an opportunity for encounter. You may remember with uh, Jesus, when he was baptized, there was this voice of the Heavenly Father that spoke out over him and said, over Jesus, uh, that he's, he's his son. You are my son, in, in whom I am well pleased. What I love about that is that this is at the very, very beginning of Jesus' ministry. He's, he's not started to do anything that we follow through in the scriptures, yet the Father says over him that I'm just pleased with you. And we're of absolute assurance that when somebody comes into the waters of baptism and is baptized, there is absolutely 100% approval and pleasure from God, our Heavenly Father. And then there's something else that happens as well, just as Jesus comes up from being baptized. uh, The Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove. The dove comes down. And I wholly believe that in the act of baptism, there is an encounter with Holy Spirit. And, oh, don't we just celebrate that? God is here. God is pleased. God is touching and changing lives. This, this follows along a, a bit of a, a journey that we've been traveling. No, could you stick up um, that uh, overhead that I've only just sent to you? And, uh, well, number three. Well, number three on our journey on uh, a Christian midwifery. How to be born again. And, uh, the date is wrong, because I only just... Uh, Noel telling me, Dave, can I have your overhead? And I, uh, this is last week's front page. But this is... Uh, from now, it's this week's stuff. So we've looked at, repent from your, from your sins towards God. There's a, there's a need for us to recognize that we are distanced from God and that uh, we need to confess that we are, have fallen short. And repentance is, is that. It's the confession, but also the turning around and changing. Repentance means to, to change direction. So when we come to Christ, we are recognizing uh, his holiness, our sinfulness. We speak out uh, our confession of repentance. I have done these things. I have fallen short in this way. And we invite him into our lives to clean us and cleanse us and restore us. So we looked at repentance. But then the, the second part we've picked up on was the fact that we need to believe. Believe in the Lord Jesus. Which takes us from a point of, of recognizing who we are, separated from God, to bring us to a place of a, a relationship with him. But then believing in Jesus is more than just something that happens in our minds. Believing in Jesus says that I'm going to do something different. I'm going to be different because of my encounter with God and my relationship with him and my ongoing journey with him to believe in the Lord Jesus. Once we've repented, once we believe in Jesus, the next step, which is, is, all of these can happen, right, you know, all in one go. But sometimes they happen over a, a, a period of time. Third step is 
be baptized in water. This is, this is what we're, we're picking up on today. Be baptized in water. The series is fitted perfectly with getting this baptistry open, getting the pump that are busted uh, refurbished, getting the heater tested and working, and people coming in over the weekend making sure it all works and, and it's, oh, it's lovely and warm. Baptism. We talk about baptism in water. We would understand that to be the, probably the, you know, the way that things are baptised. You baptise in water. Baptism, believers' baptism as we uh, practise here in this church, is following a, a New Testament model, the New Testament model that we see some uh, 31 passages in the New Testament that speak of, of baptism. Speak of it in this way, that it is an immersion in water. To baptise something is to, to plunge, to soak, to immerse. Um, when you sink a ship, for instance, not when you launch a ship, but when you sink a ship, a ship that is sunk is baptised. It's gone down. You baptise cloth. If you are dyeing cloth, you put it in with the dye and then you put it under and you submerge it and so it soaks up, it's completely covered. You baptise the cloth. And we follow that same model here about immersion. It's, it's, a, it's a solid being put into a liquid. That's the picture. We take something, we immerse it, we cover it and it's completely covered. Baptised. That's what we are about today. This is a piece of scripture that we find um, in the uh, New Testament, in the book of John. And there's some things going on here. And after Jesus' disciples went out into the Jordan countryside, they spent some time with them and he baptised. Now John, that's John the baptizer, John the plunger, John the soaker, John the immerser. That's that John. John was also baptising at some place here because there was plenty of water there. We're not talking about a sprinkle or a tinkle, or a twinkle, we're talking about immersion, soaked. The reason why he was in this area was because there was plenty of water there. Today, here in Basingstoke Baptist Church, we've got plenty of water. If you've not been baptised, and you know and love Jesus, then you need to be in here today. You need to be in here. If you're thinking about it, then maybe you need to do it. I believe that there are a number of people here who've come with extra sets of clothing just in case you feel that today is the day that I am going to get in to that lot of water and get baptised. When Jesus was uh, talking... Oh, no, this is, and this is the Ethiopian eunuch situation. It's Philip. Philip turns up. There's this guy. He's reading the book of Isaiah. That's an Old Testament book. In, in the Bible that we've got today, and he's reading it, and this guy is convicted. Here's God speak to him. As Philip describes what's going on in, in this story that's being read, and then they just pull up and they just said, you know, that both of them, here's some water. They came to some water, and the eunuch said to him, look, here is water, why shouldn't I be baptised? It's like, look, here's water. Why shouldn't I be baptised? Rob was working out the cubic centimetres, metres of this amount of water and trying to discern how much that has cost. 
because, you know, we've got a treasurer who likes to know these things. The thing about it is, uh, our general consensus of opinion is, I don't care, it's worth it. Here is water. So what happens is that they come to a point, recognize the water, they stop the chariot, they both went down, and Philip and the Judah went down into the water. To go down into the water, I'm just thinking that there's probably plenty of water there. So Christian baptism, baptism as we're reading about in God's word today, is about getting into water. Here's water. I've, I've heard many people say, ah, oh, no, but, you know, sometimes I've heard people who have been baptized in, in the desert where... They were just covered in a towel and, and, and water was dripped on them. That's because in a desert, there's not a lot of water, but they want to be baptized. Okay, we mustn't allow ourselves to put ourselves into situations that are not relative, relative to us. Here is water. We've got loads of it. We don't have to cover you in a towel and sprinkle it on you. We can absolutely soak you in Jesus' name. So this is the picture that we get from, from Scripture. It's about, you know, they, they baptised in this place because there was loads of water there. Philip comes there, they went down into the water. Philip baptised him when they come up out of the water. You know, they're soaked. They've, they've well and truly got themselves submerged, immersed, completely covered. Jesus was baptised by John. This is when it happened. We just read this. There's a number of different texts that speak about Jesus' baptism. When Jesus came from Galilee, the Jordan, to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, you know, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me. Jesus just said, let it be done so. Now, it's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented and did what he was told to do. And this is, this is one of the verses that I, I always find quite challenging. Jesus said to his disciples, that's his followers, that's those people who are in a relationship with him and are traveling a journey. He said to his disciples, this is what he said, he said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. You see, when we get a revelation of God's truth, it's not about information transfer. It's about hearing God with a clarity that you haven't heard before. And knowing that God is speaking to you. It's like that first moment when you realize that God loves you so much he was willing to die for you. When you recognize that this isn't just a he did it for everyone and, and maybe I'm included, but it comes into a personal aspect and it hits home that Jesus really loves me and was willing to die for me. And even that phrase, I can remember just going over in my head that Jesus died for me. A number of evangelists I've heard over the years have said, you know, if I was the only one, I was the only one who had ever sinned, then Christ would have come and died for me. What a saviour. And when we hear God's voice leading us into a relationship with him, and then we hear God's voice as he speaks to us, as we follow him in our discipleship journey, all we are doing is recognising that sometimes the way that things have been in the past are not the way that they should be. 
And God makes it very clear about the way that we should go. Here's a question. If you believe in Jesus, should you be baptised? It's a real easy one. There's just absolutely no doubt whatsoever. If you are a believer, then you need to be baptised. Simple. Because this is what Jesus is telling us. He expects of us as his disciples. Deny yourself, because uh, sometimes when we come back with different excuses, what gets in the way is pride, you know, and we just want to kick that one out. It's in humility. We just say, do you know what? I don't care what other people say. I don't care about, you know, tradition and stuff that I was brought up with that is contrary to what I'm hearing. I am going to deny myself. I'm going to take up my cross, and I'm going to follow him. He went into the waters of baptism, And he invites us on that same journey. So, disciples follow Jesus. So what is baptism all about? Two points and then we'll wrap it all up. Baptism is a bath for the dirty. There you go. It's a bath for the dirty. What happens in this uh, amazing uh, tank of water is people get clean. Here's some scriptures. This is what it says in the Word of God. It says this. It says, and now... uh, What are you waiting for? Get up, be baptised, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. There is a washing that happens in the water. Now, what we've got to be careful of, this is one of those things that we have to be careful of, is Dave saying that uh, being baptised saves you. Yes, and no. And no, and yes. Scripture's quite clear, isn't it? It just says this here. It says, you know, wash away your sins, call on his name, get up, be baptized. And this Hebrews text here, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. This, this washing and purifying puts us in a place with God that we're not in if we don't. What I love about baptism is it's not just what's happening on the outside, it's what's happening on the inside. You see, these scriptures lead us to, there's a beautiful scripture, I think it's in 1 Peter. This scripture just, I I love this, it says, so those who were, this is a bit about Noah and the ark, eight were saved through the water, 21. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you. Not that the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. You know, if you know that you've done something and you shouldn't have done it, or if you know that you should do something and you've yet to do it, that will always play on your conscience. One of the things that I've recognised over the years is that the enemy loves to take hold of stuff that's in our mind and play it around. So that we feel shame, that we feel guilt. Even though the things that we may have done that we would feel shame or guilt for have been covered by the blood of Jesus, we are cleansed from all unrighteousness as we come to God and we give our lives to him. The enemy loves it when he plays on this stuff in our minds. What I recognise through the waters of baptism, when we come into this water and we are baptised, there is the outside washing symbolised there as you get wet and completely soaked. But also there's an inside cleansing that goes on. 
I never used to think about this at all. I used to just think that this was a wet witness. This was just something that we do um, to be obedient to God. You know, he tells me to be baptized and I'm going to be baptized. I never actually used to think that something significant was going to happen. But actually, there is a spiritual dimension to going into the waters of baptism. Both of these, all of these scriptures pick up on this here, that, that our sins are washed away. That's not the fact that our sin is washed away, because that is what happens when the blood of Christ cleanses us from all righteousness. This is what it says in Romans 5. It says, but God recommends his own, uh, own love to us in that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than that, since we have now been declared righteous by his blood. His blood cleanses us. It's his blood, his death on the cross, that puts us into a right relationship. And then when we follow through to the waters of baptism, there is a washing and a cleansing, not of bodies, but of our conscience. Do you know what? I want a clean mind. Some people just got dirty minds. And God's promise is that through the waters of baptism, you have a clean mind, a clean conscience. There is a line being drawn between what we are today, what we were in the past, and what he is going to do with us into the future with our minds. Romans 12. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is about mind renewal. Sounds a bit sci-fi, doesn't it? But it's God's idea. We get a bath to be cleaned. We get in the bath to be cleaned. It's not the outside stuff. It's the inside stuff. So, baptism is a, a bath for the dirty. It's also the burial for the dead. So there's six candidates here today, and we. Oh, I mean, here we go. This is a welcome to your funeral. <laughs> there you go. Welcome to your funeral. I, I remember uh, a dear minister friend of mine who was leading a uh, service in a crematorium, and this crematorium was um, just outside Crawley, and he, he was going through the service, and the service was. Um, for one of a twin, the two ladies were twins. And, and uh, so he went through the service uh, and noticed, as he was speaking about Jane all the way through, noticed her sister on the front row just being absolutely choked up in the emotion of the service. You see, because uh, Jane's experience was the same as her sister's experience. They were born to the same parents. They lived in the same town. They grew up together, went to the same schools, started so many experiences that were similar. And as Graham was up there sharing the story in the eulogy of Jane, you could see that her sister was extremely emotional and touched by what was going on. It wasn't until after the service that somebody told Graham that it was Ruth who died. And her sister, Jane, was sat on the front row. Jane had just witnessed her own funeral. Uh, I think Graham gave back the preach fee for that sermon on, on that funeral. But what a, an experience to be there at your own funeral. But this is what it is. 
This is, is a time of burial. What happens in this uh, brilliant tank of water is the person is standing upright and then they are taken backwards under the water. That's is symbolizing the fact that you have died. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I am dying to myself straight under the water. Then you take on this position of being buried. We have to just help people go under the water because bodies float. So you push them down so that they can go under the water. So you've died and you're being buried. Now the brilliant thing about it is that we are a resurrection people, which means that we bring people back up again. Praise God. So the baptism is about a wash for the dirty, but also about a a burial for the dead. We need to bury the dead. Most uh, other creatures don't bury their dead. They leave them out until they decompose and others feed off them. We don't do that. We, We bury or we cremate. We try and make things right and proper. And today what we're going to be doing is going to be burying some people. Um, but the beautiful thing about it is, is we follow a resurrected saviour and he calls us back up out of the grave to live a life for his honour and for his glory. Burial in water. This is what the scriptures remind us. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into the death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And and each person, each of the six fantastic, amazing people are going to come out of this water. We're celebrating that this is the start of something new and spectacular. They've died and they've been raised. The scripture from Paul in, in Colossians, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. I heard a brilliant story this week. And it was a story of two guys. And uh, they'd been friends through primary school and secondary school and went to college together. But after college, one went off in one direction, the other went off in another direction. The one went in one direction. He, he went into ministry, actually. He, he trained to be um, a Baptist minister. Praise God. What a calling. The other one... <laughs> The other one, actually, his life took a downward turn and through a number of circumstances found himself um, caught up in, in a lifestyle that probably wasn't the best in, in honouring God and, and alcohol and drugs and, and time inside all were part of his testimony. Then something happened to him. He realised, of course, that his buddy had gone... And, and, and was in a relationship with God, and, and maybe God could help him out of his place. So he tried to find his mate, the guy who'd gone astray, tried to find his mate. And years had passed, and there was nothing that he could do. He couldn't find anything. And then somebody said, you need to go and see a spiritualist. So this guy went to see a spiritualist, and went to see the spiritualist and said, um, look, I'm trying to find my mate. This is his name. This is where we were. This is a, he said, you know, would you be able to... So she said, yes, I can help you. So she spent some time and um, she was able to say, yeah, um, he lives in this part of London and um, his house looks out on on a park area and um, the house has got a a blue door. 
Um, but the sad thing about it is, and sorry to tell you this, but, but um, he passed away. And, um, and this is the date. The 29th of September. This is the date. I just made that date up, by the way. But this is the date. And so he was a little bit sad about this. He paid the lady whatever she asked, and, and then off he went. He decided that he wasn't going to leave it there. He would go and look. So he travelled around that area of London where she had said he had lived. He found a park area that looked like the park that she described. Walking around the outside of the park at the houses, he noticed there's only one with a blue door. So he decided that he would go and knock on the door and see whether the family still lived there. Knocking on the door, the door was opened by this guy's mate. And he was a little bit shocked because he expected him to be dead. They sort of greeted and caught up a little bit. And then he said, this guy said to him, he said, well, you know, I'm, it's, it's really strange because I went to see a spiritualist who, who brought me to this place of, of seeing, you know, finding you and where you live. But she actually told me that, that, that you died. And he said, that's really strange. So even to the point where she told me the date on which you died. And he said, well, what date was that then? He said, the 29th of September. He said, that was the day I got baptised. The spiritual realm recognises the significance of what happens here. This is a wash for the dirty, but also a burial for the dead. I remember hearing of testimonies of uh, people who were turning from Islam, turning to Christianity. And when people had testified to the fact that they had given their lives to Christ... That wasn't the issue. The issue came when that person said, now I want to be baptised. And at the point of them saying, I want to be baptised, that was the point that they were on the radar to be eradicated. The number of Christians in Muslim countries who are killed after their baptism. What I find quite sad in one sense is that the spiritual realm sees the value of baptism greater than we do. What upsets me is the fact that other religions see the value and the significance of baptism far more than we do. But here, right here, on the 29th of October, in Basingstoke Baptist Church, we are recognising the significance of baptism And there are six people here today, and there may be more, who have heard the call of Jesus to follow him. And in following him, they recognize that because he was baptized, I will be baptized. And in being baptized, I am being washed and cleansed. But I'm also being buried, knowing that I am going to be raised to new life. When we see brothers and sisters who have gone through the waters of baptism, I just recognize there should just be a holy glow. A significant change happens. I believe it. It's not just an encounter with water. It's an encounter with our divine, glorious, all-powerful, loving, forgiving, merciful Savior who meets us in the water. 
when we baptize each person who's being baptized here today, before they come out of the water, we lay hands on them and we speak words over them, God's words over them. And if you here today have a word, if God prompts you to bring a scripture, there'll be an opportunity uh, at the end for you to bring a scripture or a word, something that God has said to you that you might want to speak out over one of our baptism candidates. It's always good to hear what God's saying to the body of Christ. We're going to be praying over each candidate before they come out of the waters. If God gives you a word, then after we've baptized everyone, there'll be an opportunity for you to share that today. Simple, isn't it? What is baptism all about? Baptism is about our encounter with God, an encounter that leads us as dirty to get cleaned and our conscience washed but also an opportunity for us to get in the grave, leave that old life behind and come up as new people in God. Matt's going to lead us, I believe, in in a song. And when... uh, Two songs. When we sung these two songs together, our our candidates are going to come up and they're going to stand out here and just share something of their story and how they've come to... uh, this point today, on the uh, 29th of October, 2017, and then we're going to uh, get wet, get wet. Right, should we stand, everyone? Okay, where, where are my amazing six? Who, you're starting, Sarah. Come on. I'll just pass that to you and step out of your way. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, come up. Come on, other five. Don't want me to be lonely on my own. <laughs> Claudia, where are you? Come on. Right, it's great not being on your own up here. <laughs> that's why I think that's partly why Dave calls up all the children every week, so he's not on his own. Is that right, Dave? <laughs> right, it's lovely to see everybody this morning. Thank you, everybody, for coming, especially those who don't normally come here on a Sunday. It's great to see everybody. Thanks, children, for all coming down to the front as well. <laughs> um, I've been a Christian for quite a long time. And this is just part of my journey. Um, really, uh, what I'd like to read is just some, um, some words. So hold on a minute. I'll be with you. <clears throat> I looked at the people before me and didn't see them. I looked at the ground beneath my feet and it, and it, it was dull. I felt nothing about me, nor heard the sighing of the breeze. God said, open your eyes. See what I see. These are my people. These are my loved ones. Understand their joy and feel their pain. Bind up the brokenhearted. God said, I made the ground beneath your feet. It's blessed with great fruitfulness. I made the birds and the trees and they sing. I made the wind and the rain and they're very good. 
And God said, these are your people. Look through their eyes, wait on them. And God said, I sent my son for every one of these people, Jesus. I saw the disciples and how they loved him, yet a fear turned away. And God said, when they were ready, I sent my spirit to nourish and comfort. And now for you all, he remains with you today. Thanks. I grew up in a Christian family and I've known Jesus all my life, but it wasn't until the past few years that I realized I wanted to change for the best. I've always been a believer, but in 2015 I swayed away from God. I associated myself with some bad people and I did some regrettable things. One night I turned to God and I asked him why my life was so painful. In this moment I felt resentment towards him, but God responded and I felt myself full of joy. My worries were lifted and I felt free. This experience shocked me. I wanted to feel this way all the time. Unfortunately, it wasn't quite enough to keep me on the right path. In the October of 2015, I visited Penny. I had never met Penny's family before, but they welcomed me. During this day, I decided I had to cut some people from my life, and so I did. I arranged to help out at the Holiday Club in the summer of 2016. When the time came, I was nervous, but the church welcomed me in the same way Penny's family had. One of the things we talked about at the holiday club was being fished by Jesus. And by the end of that week, I thought to myself, I had been fished by Jesus. I continued to read the Bible and following the ways of Jesus the best I can. I'm a better person than I was before. He has changed me. He has saved me. And I wouldn't be where I am today without him. Okay. Morning, church. Morning. <laughs> um, my journey here started six years ago. I, I realized there was something missing in my life, and I thought it might be Jesus. So I started to search for him. For three years, I studied hard. Tiffany would lend me books. I'd come to church occasionally. And I really wanted it to happen for me. And one night, uh, December 30, in 2013, I was reading C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity. I was on the second chapter. It was talking about the universe. And it was as something as if a wall dissolved in front of me. And I stepped through, and I was with God. And the wall closed behind me, and I've never looked back since. And I've continued to study his word and to come to church. And baptism now is the next step. Okay. Sweetie, away you go. Is that okay? Yeah. Are you sure? Thank you. Um, I'll make it short. What I like to do is I want to be baptized because 
I want to follow Jesus and I want to walk closer to God and I can't wait to receive abundant love and Holy Spirit from God. Hi, my name is Gok Yi. Um, I've been coming to Basin Soap Baptist Church for the last couple of years now. Um, I attended Alpha course last year in October, and since then I've been attending the Bible Studies group. A um, couple of months ago, I have a feeling, suddenly have a feeling that I'll be baptized by November. So that somehow has <laughs> <it> happened. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, I just love the way that God just oh, does stuff. All right, buddy? Oh, yeah. Are you going to share something? Come on, you stand up then. Let me introduce you. You hold that one then. This is uh, Roy. Now, um, first time I met Roy, when I first came here, um, he, I think you even turned up that day with some clothes Ooh. to get baptised. Is that right? How long have you been wanting to be baptised for? Six, months. Put that near your mouth. 16 months. So 16 months you've been wanting to get baptised. Mm. Why? Well, everything's back to front. Yeah? Yeah, honestly. Yeah? sorry. Do you recognise that you're sorry for the things that you've done? Mm. And you recognise that Jesus is the one who can sort things out? I hope so. (laughs) 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 Is that... <laughs> I'll, I'll do it myself. Eh? You can't do it yourself. Well, I need him now. Do you need you him? You need him. Absolutely right. Now, you told me something about fire. Tell me what was going on with this fire. Got a fire in the head. It's fire in your head. Mm. And what did somebody tell you about that fire? Baptism is the only way to put it out. So, baptism is the way that we're putting that fire out. Mm. It's messing up your mm. head. Is that right? So we're up for some good times this morning. If you've got stuff going on upstairs that you need to put out and realign with Jesus, then baptism is the way. Yeah? Come on. Okay. That's everybody. So um, now it's um, time to get wet. So if you'd like to prepare yourself, the first person who's being baptized is Sarah. Okay, so Sarah's getting in. So if you, um, if you want to get yourself clothed in a way that you would like to get wet in, take shoes off. I've got my, I'm ready. I'm getting in. <laughs> Shall I take my socks off? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Take photos, mate. 
Okay, can you hear me? Hello? Welcome. Okay? Come on, Tanya, come on down. We're on the telly. Okay, is everybody able to see what's going on? We are all okay. We can do that. Brilliant. Are you ready? Just checking out the height and stuff here. Right. Are you okay to do the, the questions, Tony? Okay. So what we do is, um, this is just such fun. One of the things that well, I, I love to do is, let me just say this. Um, I would rather not be in this water. I have the honour and the privilege of, of baptising hundreds of people, and it's been a real privilege. But I want to just put a challenge out to, to everybody here, is that this actually, I believe, is a privilege that is given to those people who've been instrumental in bringing people to faith in Christ. If you have helped somebody on their journey and they're yet to be baptized, then you should be in the water with them. And that's what I, I long for, is just to see the body of Christ baptizing in the mighty name of Jesus, brothers and sisters who've come through in faith. And this is, is something that I'd love to do, is just to see more and more people doing what used to be something that only the minister does. It's not a holy thing that, that I have to do because I'm ordained. This is something that Jesus is doing with his children when they are obedient to his call into the waters of baptism. So just as, a, 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 as an opportunity for everybody else here is that in this church, if you're part of somebody's journey, then you can come in here and you can be part of this amazing experience of encountering God in baptism. So Tanya's going to ask Sarah some questions and uh, do you need to know the answers? <laughs> okay, so if you put your hands up for us, Tanya, put your hand on up here, darling. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Okay, can you read? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? I do. Do you turn from sin, renounce evil, and intend to follow Christ? I do. Will you? Sarah, will you seek to live within the fellowship of, of the church and to serve him in the world? With the Lord's help, I will. Having heard of your repentance and your faith, I now baptize you, Sarah, my sister, in the name of, the God, of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, 
We've got a bath in our house, right? But the side panel keeps falling off, so we just have to have showers. So this is really nice. Do you have a bath? I have a bath. Can I come to your house for a bath? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. Mum, do you turn from sin, renounce evil, and intend to follow Christ? I do. Mum, will you seek to live within the fellowship of his, his church and to serve him in the world? With the Lord's help, I will. Having heard your repentance and your faith, I now baptize you, Claudia, my sister, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Come, let's ask the door. Hannah, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? Hannah, do you turn from sin, renounce evil, and intend to follow Christ? 
Hannah, will you seek to live within the fellowship of his church and to serve him in the world? Having heard of your repentance and your faith, I now baptize you, Hannah, my sister, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sing, we give you all the glory. 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 Christ going to start praying for healing for her eyes. <laughs> okay. Sweeching, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. Sweeching, do you turn from sin, renounce evil, and intend to follow Christ? I do. Sweeching, will you live? Will you seek to live within the fellowship of His Church and serve Him in the world? With Lord's help, I will. Having heard of your repentance and your faith. I now baptize you, sweet Ching, my sister, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sing for he alone is worthy. For he alone is worthy, for he alone is worthy, for he alone is worthy, Christ the Lord. Amen. Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. 
Do you turn from sin, renounce evil, and intend to follow Christ? I do. Will you seek to live within the fellowship of his church and serve him in the world? With Lord's help, I will. Having heard of your repentance and your faith, I now baptize you, Dottie, my brother, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 such an honour, yeah. such an honour today. It's good to be here, like. Fantastic. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think I've been beaten up, like. Yeah? By wrong people. Yeah? Well, this is what Jesus says over you today, Roy. He says, I come to bind up the wounds yeah. of the brokenhearted. Just know that Jesus is your saviour. He is your Lord. He doesn't beat up people. He doesn't run people down. He says over you, you are valuable. You are precious. That you are worth dying for. That's what Jesus says over you, Roy. You are worth dying for. And you coming today and doing this publicly, um, just know that, just like in there's a book in the Bible called the book of Hebrews, and there's a great crowd of witnesses. There are people who've gone before you and are now cheering you on as we are cheering you on here in this church. We're your family, and we're just saying, well done, Roy. Well done. Well done. Come on. Yes. <laughs> Rob's going to ask you some questions. Roy, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. Do you turn from sin, renounce evil, and intend to follow Christ? I do. Roy, Will you seek to live within the fellowship of his church and to serve him in the world? With your Lord help, I will. Roy, having heard your repentance and your faith, I now baptize you, Roy, my brother, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Amen. Come on, come on. Fire of God fall upon my brother. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like now. opportunity this morning of just celebrating God's goodness. He he does all the work. That's the truth. He does all the work. And we get the opportunity to receive the benefits of all that he has done. And when you come to the waters of baptism, that's us sort of connecting with him saying, yeah, God, I thank you for everything you've done. And, and I want to walk in a greater intimacy and a greater closeness with you. And will you take me on the journey? Will you take me on the journey? And he always says yes. Come on, my child. Let's journey together. As uh, the musicians sing uh, another song with you, if God is speaking to you about baptism today, then come on, come and be baptized. Uh, We have towels, we have clothes. I'm not saying that the clothes that I wear will fit you. But that's an opportunity. Is God speaking to you today about having a bath, about being buried, about being cleansed and renewed, and about being brought back to newness of life? Our God's in the resurrection business, bringing us back as a new creation, recognizing the old is gone and the new has come. So if you want to take part in this amazing uh, experience this morning and God's been speaking to you, then just come and have a chat and we can sort something out. But maybe God's just started something in your mind, thinking about where you are with him. Maybe a step that you need to take before this is inviting him to be your Lord and your Savior. On our little series we're doing at the moment, we recognize that we're far from God and we need to repent. We recognize that there is one who believes in us, who we need to believe in. And then there is this beautiful experience of being baptized, which is open and on offer to all. And I I don't mind how much it costs per cubic meter to fill this up. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. So let me pray for us all, and then Matt will lead us. And if God has been speaking to you about uh, coming here today, then come and see us he's talking to you about a relationship with him and doing this sometime in the future then 
Don't go away without somebody praying with you over that decision. So let me pray. Father God, I want to thank you for the six amazing people who've come through these waters of baptism today. We just want to stand against every scheme of the enemy to trip them up, to make this coming week uh, a, a difficult one for them. We say no in Jesus' name. We just ask, Lord, that you would put your hand of protection upon them. Would you set up and mount up a guard around them? May they know in an intense way this coming week your peace and your presence. And for us here, Lord, who've been challenged by what we've seen before us, Lord, help us to draw near to you. Help us to know what it is to be walking in step with your Holy Spirit. Help us to be aware of what it means to be a follower of Christ, doing what you did right here, right now. Lord, would you bless us, I pray, as we seek to honor you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand, everyone, if you're able, and let's sing our last song.